appreciate that, Brother Edgy, and uh, I believe that, don't you? And uh, down to the smallest of details. Would you open your precious Bible tonight to the book of Philippians? Actually, not Philippians, Colossians. Colossians chapter 1. I want to talk about the benefits or the privileges of being a Christian or being a saint. We see the word saint here. And uh, in verse number 2. I've gotten a little away from, you know, what we were normally going to preach on. I've been preaching on just basic fundamental Things, doctrines, uh, back to the basics, but just through these last couple weeks, um, just dealing with what I feel is something that I can preach um, and it's helpful to me, helpful to you and with everything that we've went through and, and I'm just trying to encourage folks, trying to encourage myself and uh, so we're looking at some things, I've gotten off track a little bit, not, you know, I don't say that in a bad way, but we can get back to some of these basic doctrines. I mean, I, one of the things I'm going to deal with is tithing, but I just don't feel any oomph on tithing right now. Are y'all with me? And I know it's a truth that we need to hear, but I just, with everything going on, I feel like we can be a little bit more uh, helpful in subjects that we want to bring. And then I'm going to talk about laboring for the lost. I think that's a, a basic, back to the basic. If we've got to be laboring for the lost. Uh, I want to preach a message on just simply the living the Christian life. I mean, that's very basic. But uh, with everything that's happened these last few days uh, for me and also with our church family, with the Gilly family, just trying to encourage folks. This morning, I just felt like we all needed to be encouraged that uh, we have a God that uh, he can, nothing's impossible to him. No one's too hard for him. And so tonight, I want to just encourage you as uh, no matter where you're at in life, I'm I know uh, Scotty and all of them are watching tonight from an ICU room in downtown Erlanger Children's Hospital. And so I want to encourage them tonight as well. Verse 1 of Colossians chapter 1, the Bible says this, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God and Timotheus, our brother. Notice this, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ which are at Colossae, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which ye have to all the saints, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which is coming to you and as it is in all the world and bringeth forth fruit as it doth also in you since the day you heard of it and knew the grace of God in truth as you also learned of Epaphras our dear fellow servant who is for you a faithful minister of Christ who also declared unto us your love in the spirit verse 9 for this cause we also since the day we heard it do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord into all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. That's a very interesting statement. Are we increasing in the knowledge of God? Knowing him, knowing who he is. 
You know, when you spend time with someone, you get to know them. And when we read God's word, when we fellowship with other believers, when we commune with him, we learn of him. And uh, the Bible says here in verse number 11, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power and to all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. Think of that. In whom... We have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Oh, happy day, right? When our sins have been washed away, that's a good day. Heavenly Father, I ask you to help us now. We do not have the answers. We do not have it within us, our ability. Lord, we are depending upon you tonight to help us, to strengthen us. Enlighten us, encourage us, and we'll thank you for what you do. We ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Think about privileges, um, benefits. You know, when you think about benefits, you think about maybe a job, you get a position, the benefits, the insurance, those things my father told me even as a little boy. He said, Mark, a lot of times them benefits are just as much as your salary. And when we think about benefits, there's benefits to things. And you know, everybody's got a benefit and Uh, You know, certain groups, certain movements are always saying, well, look, you'll benefit if you join this group. And then we think about privileges. You know, some people would say, well, you know, I'm privileged. I was earlier watching something on TV and there was a group that said, look, we'll always be privileged and you'll always be who you are. In other words, there was a young man talking to another young man on the TV saying, We're all, he said, basically we were born with a silver spoon in our hands. We're even, they were talking about even after they had some kind of a tussle, no matter who won or or lost that tussle, this person said, we're going to still be at the top. You're going to still be who you are. In other words, that young man in his arrogance was saying, we're more privileged than you. You ever had somebody talk to you like that? But as Christians, I want to say to you tonight, we're privileged. We have benefits. Not only out of this world, but we have them in this world. And I just want to talk to you about a few of them that we find right here in the passage. Because what privileges we have as Christians or as a saint. First of all, I just want you to notice that our position is a privilege. I want you to notice he calls us a saint. Now, let me just say quickly, uh, Paul called them saints because of their standing. He not always calls them here it's not always a call of saints because of their practice. Now understand, we don't always act like saints. But he still calls them saints because of their standing. In other words, because they are a Christian, they should be a saint. That is their standing. In other words, it's really like talking about just as an apple tree is to produce apples because it's an apple tree. It's the same as a saint. It ought to produce Christian works because of our standing because we're a Christian there should be fruits of us being a Christian now um, so we find the very standing here I love that word we don't call each other saints much today but that's that is a position of standing that's a benefit I'd rather be a saint than a sinner now I'm a sinner but I'm a saint saved by grace that's a privilege 
That's a blessing. That's a benefit. That's all been given to us because of Jesus Christ. So we find right here our privilege is our position. Y'all know, I, you know, I've talked about this before. You know, we, we was raised in the big, big metropolitan city of Hinton, West Virginia. One stop, one stop light, and they took it down for a while. And they got along with it just fine not being there. But they have put it back. And it's the county seat of Summers County. And my claim to fame, and I don't know if Kim felt that way, but growing up, my claim to fame was my uncle was the mayor. Can somebody give me a witness? He was the mayor for over 20 years. And so I walked around all the time, and even if a police officer would pull me over, I'd say, you know who my uncle is? That's my uncle Jimmy. He's the mayor. He's your boss. I don't know if I'd write that ticket or not. You know what I was saying to that man or to that police officer? Hey, buddy, I'm privileged. I'm privileged because my uncle happens to be the mayor of the large metropolitan area of Hinton, West Virginia. Privileged. Y'all understand what I'm saying? But as a Christian, we're privileged. And to be privileged, we are positioned in the Lord and we're considered saints. But notice what else here in the position. He said, faithful Brethren, in verse number two here, to the saints and faithful brethren. I thought this interesting. What a, what a privilege. By the way, what is faithfulness? Faithfulness is a privilege. Do you know what God says to be found, to be found a steward, the right kind of steward of God? He must be found talented, winsome, privileged, wealthy. He can talk a lot. One little thing. Faithful. You know what's amazing? That is a privilege that God lowered that thing down to where some people can preach, some people can't. Some people can sing, some people can't. Some people are talented in some things and they have different skills, they have different gifts. But God has privileged us that He has given us an opportunity no matter who we are, what we are, how old we are, how young we are, what we're gifted in or not gifted in. We all can be faithful. That's a privilege. He didn't raise the standard so high and said, hey, it's required of a steward that he must be wealthy. It's required of a steward that he must be talented. It's required of a steward that he might be a, he's got to be able to sing. It's required of a steward that he's got to be a missionary and go spend 10 years on the mission field. No, he said it's required of a steward to be found faithful. By the way, every child, every person in this building tonight, you can be faithful. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. That's a blessing to be found faithful. Faithfulness is the one thing required of God's stewards. And to me, that's a privilege. He could have hired, put the bar up and say, hey, you can't be my steward unless you can sing. Well, that leaves me out. Well, you can be a steward. It's required in a steward that they've got to be wealthy. Well, hey, that would leave a lot of us out. But I want to say to you, what a privilege. And I want you to look at it that way. You might not be much, but you can be faithful. Amen. <laughs> hey, I might not be much and I'm not much, but I can be faithful. What a privilege. I want you to think about the mind of God a minute that he said these faithful saints, these faithful brethren. What a blessing. What, what a position that we have. What a benefit. What a privilege that we have tonight, even in our standing. Because
Can I ask you this or show you this? Not only our position, we are privileged, but I want you to notice our portion. I want you to look at verse 2 with me. To the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossae. Now notice this. Grace be unto you and peace. Grace and peace. Grace is first. What a privilege. God's riches at Christ's expense. Grace is something we do not merit. Grace is something we do not deserve. Grace is something that we cannot earn. But God freely gives it to us. Think about this. For by grace are you saved through faith. What a privilege. Can I ask you this question tonight? Let's look at that as a blessing. Let's look at that as a privilege. What if God set the standard on salvation by grace or by works ye are saved? By family lineage you are saved. By what country you were raised in are you saved? No, listen to me. Grace is a gift from God. What a privilege. For by grace are you saved through faith. I think sometimes we just look at the word grace or we even sing that song. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. That's a privilege. That is a blessing. That is a benefit of being a Christian that God has extended grace to us. <laughs> Y'all ever been pulled over by a police officer and they've extended grace to you? Don't expect it in Virginia. They make, they make a killing in Virginia on that thing. But I'm going to be honest with you. I've pulled the card on police officers before. And I know y'all have heard this before. But you know, it ain't always worked down here either. I think I've been pulled over four times down here since I've been. And three of them I had to pay a ticket. And I pulled the pastor card on all four of them. But it only worked on one. And one of those times was we were, I know y'all won't believe this, but we were having a youth meeting and I had went up Signal Mountain Boulevard to get pizza and on the way back I got pulled over and I had all that pizza in the back and the, the officer pulled me over. He said, what in the world? He said, I clocked you. I said, I know, sir. I said, listen, I said, I'm a pastor. I said, we're having a team meeting. And I said, I'm just trying to get there on time. And this pizza, I said, I come up here. I said, I'm sorry. You caught me dead to rights. He said, well, I'll tell you what, preacher. I'm going to let you slide on this one. I said, that's the first time it's ever worked in Tennessee. <laughs> in Benton, that didn't work. In Virginia, that don't work. Twice in Virginia, it don't work. But I say... That police officer, you know what he really extended to me? Because I was guilty. I, I had broke the law. And I know y'all's pastor broke the law. Ye without sin cast the first stone. <laughs> but you know what that police officer, you know what he extended grace to me. I really deserved the ticket because I broke the law. I was speeding, but he gave me something that I really didn't deserve. And you know what? That's a great privilege. And I tell you, I like that police officer. Amen. But I like Jesus better. Because, boy, he sure has privilege with me because he has given me grace. He's given me salvation. I don't even deserve it. What a privilege. Then peace. This follows. 
I'm talking about our portion now, this peace. They are given to the saints by God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Peace. That's, that's an amazing thing. Now look, peace is a... Look, we all struggle with it. But as far as my salvation, I don't struggle with peace of my salvation anymore. I might struggle with peace in a circumstance... I might struggle with peace going through a storm. I might struggle with peace maybe hurting in particular situations. Sometimes love hurts. Sometimes it brings uh, things that it's not what you would call peace because your, your heart's churned up and, and, and your affection is towards something and maybe things aren't exactly the way you want. We understand, but as far as our salvation is concerned, I want you to think about this. Going to bed at night Knowing Christ is your Savior, that is a privilege that I don't have to wake up in the morning and really wonder if I did enough to stay saved. That's a, that's a privilege. That is a benefit. Salvation is not of me, it's of Christ. I do not deserve salvation, but because He has extended salvation to me in grace, He's given me peace along with that. What a privilege. Do you know the world, many people in this world, they're searching all over the world for peace tonight. That's a privilege of the saint. We get to have peace and grace is before it. And then we have, then we have peace. But that's our portion. Quickly, let's look. Quickly now at our practice. Look at verse 3. We can talk about this, but verse 3 through 8, we've read them earlier. But let me just give you some things here, kind of bullet style. And so we just kind of look at these privileges or these, these blessings, these benefits. Look, look at verse, one, uh, verse 3. Here's what the Bible says. Giving of thanks Amen. to God. Amen. Now, let's contrast that to what's prevalent today. Now, as Christians, we ought to teach our children to be thankful. We ought to teach children around here to be thankful. Because here's the contrast of really what the world is putting out. They're really the mark of our day. And in Romans chapter 1, the Bible says, And they had become vain in their imaginations, and they neither were grateful. They had gotten to a place where they had become ungrateful. Now, as a privilege, as a saint, we should be thankful. We should be thanking God for all things. That's a privilege. And so when I think about that in contrast to the mark of our day, ungratefulness is the mark of our day. But it is a privilege that we have things and a person and a salvation that we can be grateful for that never changes. For instance, you might be grateful for your bank account. Maybe some of you, uh, by the way, I know this day and age, it's not very safe to be putting much into the stock market where it's at. I've learned a little bit about that in the last few weeks, about where maybe money should be invested in today in these, in these trying times, in these desperate days with the stock market up and down. And, and, and I say, when we think about this um, giving thanks, we ought to be grateful that we have an opportunity to be thankful for what he's done for us. And it is not dependent upon society. It's not dependent upon the stock market. God's promises, God's wealth doesn't change. So if you put your gratefulness in something down here, it is subject to change. So we have a privilege to be able to put our gratefulness in something that the world can't touch. 
will not change. So we see that our practice giving of thanks, we should give thanks to God. That's a privilege. Look at this, exercising faith. Look at verse 4. Since we heard of your faith. Let me ask you all a question. Is anybody hearing of your faith? Now, I know I got emotional. When I made, it might have been the first or second, I think it was the second or third one call. The first day stone was in there. And the reason I got emotional is I left a hospital pick you waiting room. Where a mom and a dad had just been given some of the most devastating news that a mom and dad could have. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm sitting there in that waiting room looking at these two people being human as human can be. Shedding tears and struggling. But at the same time their faith and their trust. I seen it. I seen it. I seen it. I heard it. The way they would talk to the doctors. I heard it the way they talked to the nurses. I heard it. I heard it the way they talked to me. Even in our most desperate days, there is a privilege no matter how dark it gets. We know that the Lord Jesus Christ is going to do all things well. Hallelujah. Heard of your faith. We have a privilege. We have a blessing. We have... A benefit that we can exercise faith since we heard of your faith. By the way, they had a visible faith. See, your faith should be visible. Other people should see it. Yes, I know we talk about it. But said when we heard of your faith, if you're going to hear of something, somebody has to see it. Now, I'm not in the kind of opinion that we should be running around like a bunch of secret, secret agent, secret service Christians. Our faith ought to be on display. It ought to be a visible faith. People ought to know. Man, them people are strange. They're a little different than the average Joe. I mean, that gas prices is going up. They're taking up offerings at your church. Maybe we are crazy. But I just have a sneaky suspicion that they exercise faith even in the dark days. They had a visible faith. And then it says in Christ, here's the, they had a vital faith. That's a privilege. See, it depends on who your faith's in. Like I said a moment ago, if you put your faith in the stock market today, you're going to be disappointed. Your thankfulness and your, your, uh, uh, your, your vital, what you put your faith in matters. And so we know, they say very clearly here, God reveals to us that it's a privilege that they had their faith in Christ. It was a visible faith, but it was vital because of who they had it in. Now, here's my question tonight. Who do y'all have your faith in? Do you have your faith in your ability? You'll fail. Do you have your faith in your bank account? Listen to me. Your bank account can change. Do you have... <laughs> you have faith in your presidency today? That's kind of the way I feel about it. But I'm going to be honest with you. Our faith's not in the government. Our faith... By the way, the founding fathers did not even found our government for our faith to be in it. Our founding fathers found that our government for it to be so small, we didn't even know it was there. But my faith's not in the White House, my faith's in God's house. Amen. Why? The, the White House is going to change 
change possibly. It might not change, but it might change in 2024. It's going to change every eight years for sure. It's going to change. So when people put all their stock in something that's going to change, I'm saying to you, we have a privilege as Christians. We have a vital faith. It's a privilege because he never changes. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a blessing. Then notice this. I thought this interesting. Here's a privilege. They demonstrated love. You know we have a great privilege. Look at verse 4. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. Notice this. And the, of the love which you have to all the saints. Now what a testimony. Now I know I, I shouldn't share this with y'all. But you know who some jealous people are in the Christian life? I'm going to tell y'all a little secret. Now, I don't want you to look down upon them. They're human too. I love preachers. I is one. But I'm going to tell y'all something right now. Preachers have a big problem with being jealous of other preachers. True. True. Fact. Fact. They sometimes try to cover it. They sometimes try to hide it. But I'm telling y'all straight from the horse's mouth. I'm telling you right now. There is a time. It says. Here's why I brought all that up. All people. By the way. That means we ought to demonstrate to love to people. That ain't even members of our church. Amen. Our church. Not just our church. But to all the saints. We're to demonstrate love. That's a great privilege. All saints. That's a privilege. I've said this before. You know I love you. I love everyone that God brings our way. But I will say this to you. If I truly love you, I'm not going to make it about me. I had someone years ago turn that around and backfire on me. And they said to me, they said, well, I'll tell you right now, I ain't never had a preacher tell me to leave the church. I said, well, you still ain't heard one. This person said to me, so nice. So we sat right there in the service said that you loved us enough that if you wasn't growing here and you didn't feel like this is where the Lord wants you, you loved us enough to go somewhere else. I said, well, I didn't ask you to leave. I'm just saying, being honest, if I truly love you and I really do, I don't want you here if I truly love you, if this isn't where God wants you and you can grow somewhere else better. That's real love. That is love. I mean, no preacher wants anyone to leave their church. But if we truly love somebody, we don't want to keep them here. Oh, you hurt my feelings if you leave. Well, you know what? Their family, your family is more important than my feelings. The spiritual well-being of your family is more important than my feelings. Somebody say amen. And I've seen them. I've seen them put people in churches on guilt trips. What are you leaving us for? Wait a minute. First of all, I ain't leaving you. But by the way, sometimes God calls people to other locations. And we have to be careful. I don't know the will of God for everybody's life. I know the basic principles of the But God says we have a great privilege to love all saints. That's a privilege. And by the way, this church ought to love everybody. Notice it was the love to all saints. Now here's what I know none of us understands. But I really believe that God put that in there on purpose. Because here's what he means. Even the unlovely ones. God help us. 
Do you know why? Because we all think we're lovely. We all think we're lovable. Oh, I don't, can't imagine why anybody couldn't love me. Well, I could. I'm about as cantankerous as anybody. And I got news for y'all. My feet stink too. You know, people walk around like, I ain't got nothing wrong with you. And I'm like, well, let me talk to your children. You know, we all think we're so lovable, but I got news for you. We really aren't. God says we have a great privilege to love people even that are unlovable. By the way, it's easy to love somebody that loves you back. God says that's not how you know he's one of his disciples. says, hey, how about you pray for those ones that deceitfully use you? Your enemies are who we should be praying for. Demonstrating love. It's a great privilege. I'm afraid we live in a world where people don't even know what love is. Most young people getting married today, they have no idea what love is. I'm not talking about a phileo love, erotic love, or an eros love. I'm talking about the real thing, the agape love. That's the real thing. That's the pure thing. That's not a selfish love. That is a selfless love. Most young people that get married today, I sit there and counsel with them. I talk to them about what all that is. And here's what they do. They look at me. They look at me. They look at me. And I'm just telling everybody now, if I'm going to marry anybody else from this point on, I'm going to tell you right now, I ain't marrying anybody that I don't have confidence and comfortable doing it. I'm just telling you straight up, those days are over with me. You're going to go through some serious counsel with me, and I'm going to feel good about who you're marrying and what you're doing, or I ain't doing it. I'm not. And if I counsel with people, and they look at me, and I can just tell they're listening just to listen, and they're shaking their head, but they're really not getting it, I'm going to stop them right there and say, okay, counseling session's over. You say, why? Because I'm going to tell you right now, love, love, the real thing means you're in it and you're going to love unconditionally. They demonstrated love. Then quickly, I'm going to hurry here. Look at verse, they revealing hope. Here's what it says, for the hope which is laid up for you. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm going to close right there. It's five till. Do you know what a privilege is for us as saints? We got hope. Amen. <laughs> Could you imagine if all we had was down here? I mean, what a privilege. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see when I look upon his face. Save me by his grace when he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land. What a day, glorious day that will be. I mean, that's hope, church. That's hope. How many of y'all like horses? Y'all like riding them? After you get done riding them things, man, you, you walk like this for like several hours. But I don't know about y'all, that's the way I do. I ain't rode one in a while. But I, I do know that we're going to ride these white horses. We're on the winning side. We are. I've read the last chapter. Have y'all read the last chapter? By the way, the Lord Jesus Christ is on his way. I don't know when he's coming, but he's a coming.
The Bible tells us in Thessalonians that the trumpet of the Lord will sound. And I'm telling you right now, the dead in Christ will rise first. But we will also be caught up in the air to be with them, to be forever with the Lord. That's hope, church. I don't know what now, right now, I'm going on in this nasty now and now, and it's nasty, but I'm telling you right now, I have a lively hope. That is a privilege. That is a blessing. That is a benefit. And that ought to help us go to work tomorrow with a smile on our face. Amen. Hope. Hope's a beautiful thing. Yes. It gets us up in the morning. Yes. Know that there's something worth striving for. Knowing there's something worth laboring for. Knowing something that hereafter a while we're going to be able to rest. Or we're going to get what we desire. And I want you to know something. As a Christian, we have a land that is much far better, fairer than day. We're going to go to a, the land where we'll never grow old and all God's people say it. I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to take me a big old dose of hope tonight. Because that's a benefit, that's a privilege that we have as Christians. And y'all know what else is a privilege? Y'all got hope because this preacher's going to let y'all go tonight. So all of you that are happy that you got some benefits and you've got some privileges in the Lord, would you just uh, stand to your feet? All you folks out there watching online tonight, if you feel like you got some privileges, you got some benefits, maybe you can uh, stand to your feet. Some of you done fell asleep. I done put you there. That's why I would encourage if you can make it to the church house for live church services, I would encourage you to do so because at least if you fall asleep, the preacher can wake you up. Right? We have hope, don't we? Little Stone has hope. Scotty and Sarah and Ashley and Sadie, they have hope tonight. And I'm thankful we all have hope. How many are glad to be privileged as a Christian? Can I ask this just as we close? How, many, how, how long has it been since you just thanked him? I'll tell you, we get ungrateful, don't we? We kind of take this stuff for granted. Maybe tonight, I'm going to play something here on the piano. Maybe tonight you'd like to maybe find a place here or make your pew an altar. But how about we just, just bow our own worthy heads tonight? How about we just thank the Lord? For his privileges and his blessings. I mean really. Think about it. Are we ungrateful? We should be grateful. We should be thankful. For the privileges. For the blessings. For the benefits. For the hope. You know what I thought about? I've got... uh, Every grandma and grandpa I know, they're all in heaven. I'll be honest, we was talking about him the other day. I'd love to see Grandma Brandon again. I'd love to be able to talk to Grandpa Brandon again. I'd love to be able to talk to Grandma and Grandpa Leslie again. I remember when my Grandpa Leslie passed away, I had just started Bible college. You know, I've told you, my grandpa, Leslie, every time I walked up there to the house, I'd walk in that den. He was always in that den. He, as soon as I got there, he'd say, Mark, come here. I want to show you something. And he'd always show me something like a periodical or a newspaper, something current. And it was always bad news. I mean, it was always something bad. 
But without fail, and my grandpa Leslie did this, and I didn't really even realize this until I got older. But without fail, he would open the Bible and he'd say, now, let me show you what God said. And I'm going to be honest. I thought about this family. We get to see them again. Have hope again. How many of y'all have a loved one that's parted? They're already up there. They're waiting on you. You know what? It's hope. We get to see them again. It's a great blessing. Let's be thankful. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. Lord, we thank you for all of these privileges, these benefits that you've given us. They are privileges. They are benefits. And sometimes we just don't even recognize them or we forget about them or we minimize them in our life. And Lord, I preach this tonight, so I won't minimize them. With everything going on. We're privileged. Lord, sometimes we like to focus on the things that's not fair or not right or not the best. But Lord, I pray you'll help us to focus in on these small, beautiful blessings. These privileges. We'll thank you for it. We ask it in Jesus' name and all God's people say it. God bless you. Have a great night. Be careful going home. Be much in prayer. Good to see you, lady.